Hello, and welcome to the Superhero by Design podcast, a show where we interview real life superheroes. My name is Ace, and I'll be your host. My next guest is a superhero who uses her powers to heal people all over the world. She specializes in root trauma transformation, helping people get to the root of their biggest block, connect to their authentic self, and thrive in deep, confident peace. I know this because she has helped me remove obstacles in my life that were holding me back from keeping me from reaching my full potential. She uses her powers for good and heals people so quickly that her superpowers are nothing short of a miracle. Let's give a superhero by design welcome to Dr. Tara Perry. (laughs) Dr. Perry, welcome to the show. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad we got a chance to meet each other and um, I'm excited to be here on your show. I love what you're doing because I really do think the tools for becoming bigger, better people, they're there. And it's like, it's sad when people aren't using them. (laughs) That's right. And I'm very excited to have you on the show. We're going to get into a whole bunch of things, but before we do, I want to let the audience know that for the last 25 years, Dr. Perry has successfully treated celebrities, Olympians, first responders, world record holders, doctors, scientists, teachers, moms, dads, and kids, among other people. She has been featured on Lifetime Television, the LA Times, the UCLA Bruin, Fox Sports West, Cosmed Magazine, and many, many other places. For more information on her, check out her Instagram at Dr. Tara Perry. It's spelled D-R-T-A-R-A. P-E-R-R-Y. You can check her out on YouTube at Dr. Tara Grace Perry and check out her podcast, Dr. Tara Perry. All right, Dr. Perry, let's get the show rolling. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a gorgeous day here in Nashville. It's my favorite time of year. Spring is springing and it's really exciting. Well, I'm jealous because I'm up in Pennsylvania right now on location, so to speak. But I will be going back to Nashville pretty soon, and I will be excited for our next session. And we will get into what you are doing to help me in my life here in a little bit. But before we do, I definitely want to take a little bit of a step back. You've been doing this for a long time. Yes. Um, crazy thing. Um, life is so magical, and 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 it's like the best story ever written, um, although it's challenging at times. Uh, I... Uh, started out in the entertainment business and was working in production development and acquisitions and ended up at the number one talent agency in Hollywood. So it was really the scene. We had everybody who was anybody coming in there and we were a small company, only about 300 people. Um, I was definitely an underling, but by at the end of two years, the, the, the head of the whole company and the head of the television department wanted me to work for them. And I just felt like I was suffocating. Um, I, I looked around and I didn't see happy people. Um, I, it felt like, it felt like a very, um, superficial business, uh, lots of money, lots of money, lots of power, but it was not really authentic. It wasn't healing people. Um, it it just, um, it, it didn't feel right for me. And uh, at that point, even though doors were opening that people would give their left arm for, I just, I couldn't stay. So I called up my homeopath one day and I said, what would I do if I want to do what you do? Because I was really impressed with how he 
transformed people's lives and people got healthier and, and happier and, and wholer. Um, and so when he told me, it's really like the clouds parted. I mean, it was really like God spoke to me and it's like, okay, this is what you're going to go do. And I called up my father and my brother that day. And I said, this is what I'm going to do. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's like when God talks to you, you listen, <laughs> mm-hmm. even though it seemed crazy. I mean, people thought I was nuts. Uh, it's like, you know, you're leaving this place to go do that. At, at that time, acupuncture wasn't well known. Uh, you know, they thought I was going to become a massage therapist or something. And, it, you know, that would have just been insane. But uh, later on, I ended up treating a whole lot of people who were still in the business going, my goodness, you're so lucky you got out. <laughs> And that's not to say it's true of everybody, because there are people that are creative and, you know, script writers and directors who are passionate and have something that they really want to bring forth. But there's a whole other side to that business that can be uh, other than that. (laughs) Right, right. So you had this gut feeling. You knew that you weren't happy where you were at. And acupuncture, like you said at that time, I think there's still a lot of... uh, People that don't know a lot about acupuncture and the benefits of it, you know, asked me two years ago about acupuncture and I'd be like, well, I, I know you stick needles in people and all of that, but I don't know much more about that. But over the last couple of years, I've, I've grown to know a, a lot more about it and it's not just pricking people and doing that. Can you get a little bit into the benefits and, it was and- really brilliant um, that the Chinese figured this out. Well, a few different uh, heritages figured it out, but um, and, and people ask, well, how did they figure it out? You know, did they accidentally stick a splinter in somebody and then the back pain went away? I don't think that's true at all. I think people, and as you and I both know, being in the whole dispensa meditation community, people who become advanced meditators, they have um, awarenesses of energy that are beyond what those of us who were raised with television and radio and distraction, um, you know, these people could meditate on the snow and melt the snow around them. So I think they just got to the point where they could interact, feel, I mean, as an acupuncturist, people would always say, well, how did you know that was there? You know, I put my hands on and I can feel it because you just develop those skills. So if you extrapolate that out, people I'm sure just could, they could feel it, they could interact with it, they could see it. Um, and so they documented it and figured out, you know, this is how the body works. So if somebody's suffering from this, you know, this helps. Um, it was all about creating balance in the body and removing blockages because truly we are designed to be these amazing, as Joe Dispenza calls it, the body electric. Um, well, other people have written about that too. Um, there's an orthopedic surgeon who wrote the body electric and, um, we are these magnificent, incredible, if we had a, a, an inkling of the, <clears throat> the unbelievable creations that we are, we would just walk around with our jaws open and gobstruck every day. Um, but we dumb it down. You know, we, we have these filters and we dumb it down, dumb it down, dumb it down. So we're only seeing 10%, 1%, a half a percent of what's going on. And um, navigating life in a different way is about changing that focus, as you know. Um, designing a, a better life, designing a better focus, designing a better attention, what you get, put your attention on, you know, your energy gives and, and that part of you receives. One of the things you mentioned is blockages. Are you talking about energy blockages? Um, well, yes. In, in Chinese medicine, it's very much about energy blockages. Although if the energy blockages are around long enough, they can become physical. Um, people would say, you know, I, I had many 
cases of drop foot where people would come in and they couldn't dorsiflex their foot properly. Um, in one case, one young man had like no use of his leg after having uh, an injury in an accident. Um, and I got him back to normal in almost two months and it had been that way for about 10 months. So if the energy is blocked physically long enough, it'll become physical. Yeah. I remember when I was younger and I was dealing with the sickness and eventual passing of my parents, I would spend a lot of time taking my emotions and stuffing them down, trying to ignore the reality of what I was going through at that time. And I developed carpal tunnel syndrome. Mm. And so my hands would go numb, my arms would go numb. And I went as far as seeing a doctor and contemplating doing surgery. And at that time, I read a book called The Mind-Body Prescription. And this was the first time that I have ever been introduced to anything other than normal, what I considered normal Western medicine. And the crazy thing about that book is he wanted me to focus on things that were stressing me out. And just think about them. Don't do, I don't have to fix anything. I don't have to do anything. And it was just the weirdest thing because I come from, I'm an engineer. If something's wrong, you got to fix it somehow. And this book had told me to just think about what was stressing me out. And within two weeks, the carpal tunnel was gone, completely gone. And I couldn't even pick things up. I had such numbness in my, I could barely drive. It was like, I was holding the steering wheel with my elbows. That's how bad it went. It got. I am so glad you're telling this story because the reason I'm doing this, I mean, yes, I, I have worked miracles with needles. I've gotten stroke symptoms to reverse, um, paralyzed faces to reverse women who hadn't been pregnant and weren't likely to get pregnant, get pregnant. Um, so that's, and that's all wonderful. And I love that. However, if you've got a command central right between your two ears, that's, you know, 90 to 95% of our brains and you're not using that or it's working against you. That's really exciting to change that. (laughs) Um, so, so the reason I'm completely in love with and, and focused and committed to this work is that I, I, it just consistently time after time after time yields amazing benefits across the board. And, and it's hard to know exactly what those changes are going to be. They could be physical, they could be better relationships. They could be just feeling peace and, and bliss for the first time in your life. Um, but if, again, if that 90 to 95% of the brain is working against you for some reason, um, and people say, well, I can't be hypnotized or, or, you know, can I be hypnotized? And the bad news is, is you're already hypnotized. <laughs> the good news is, is you can rewrite that program. You know, I always tell people they're like an iPhone 14 operating on iPhone two technology and that doesn't work out so well. Um, and it's true of all of us. It's not, you know, nobody's a bad, I always tell them it's not your fault. It's just, you know, you're a human being, you weren't born with an owner's manual and, it's, it's part of the process of becoming to be aware. Like you became aware, you started to tune into this and realize what it was and what it wanted. And, and I'm not sure exactly what your process was, but by stopping fighting it, um, you know, what you, what you resist persists, um, and working with it. I actually own the domain name brain Aikido, 
And I haven't used it because, you know, most people will say, what's that mean? Well, because you know, an Aikido master doesn't fight against the opponent. The Aikido master invites the opponent in and then uses it against itself. So I'm not going in and, you know, telling somebody's brain, oh, you need to be this way. I'm just hanging out and going, hmm, what's going on? What's happening here? And then once the subconscious mind can see that, oh, the way I'm doing things is really destructive, I'm holding a hot poker in my hand, then it'll be willing to drop the hot poker. Gotcha. And, and that's really the magic of, of what you do with root trauma transformation is you're not working in the conscious brain level, you know, the thinking brain, your prefrontal cortex. You had mentioned, uh, hypnosis. So you're getting down into people's subconscious. And can you explain to the people listening why it's so important to get down into that part of your consciousness rather than your normal thinking brain? Absolutely. Because um, scientists now know that our minds are about 90 to 95% subconscious and 5 to 10% conscious. So to try to solve a problem with the part of your brain that doesn't know the answer and has been struggling for years, decades, maybe your whole life to try to come up with the answer might not be the best idea. <laughs> so, and, and hypnosis is really misunderstood. So I don't even like to lead with that term. In fact, a lot of times I just like to leave it out of the conversation. In fact, if somebody says they don't like the idea of hypnosis, great, then let's just have a relaxed conversation. It doesn't need, you don't need to put that label on it. Um, so okay. there's four brain waves, as you know, being a fellow dispensa uh, aficionado. Um, there's delta and theta, which are the subconscious, unconscious mind. I should say unconscious because that's when you're sleeping. Um, and then there's uh, beta and alpha. And alpha is when you're relaxed, um, life is good, um, you, you're not stressed out, you're watching television, you're hanging out, you're going in and out of sleep. And when those brainwaves are nice and slow like that, then you have access to your subconscious mind. When you're in high functioning beta, you're multitasking, you're running around, you're getting your to-do list done, it, you just don't have access to that part of your brain. So it's not it's not scary. It's not weird. Well, it's scary in that the unknown is scary. Um, uh, there's tons of podcasts on my Instagram and my YouTube because my goal is to help demystify this. Um, it's very sad to me that so many people take them out of the, their themselves out of the game. They're afraid, you know, people, um, and, and I've, gone and written lists of, of the things that people are afraid of. They're afraid of seeing something in themselves that they don't like. They're afraid of seeing something that they just can't live up to that, you know, they're going to go, oh, well, I should do this and I really don't do that. So then I'm going to beat myself up even more. Um, you know, they're, they're afraid of their own inadequacies, perceived inadequacies, I should say, because the truth at the end of the day is we are all stronger than we think we are. We are all more worthy than we think we are. We are all you know, it's so crazy that, you know, the nicest people will beat themselves up for not being nice people. <laughs> um, and really, if you, it's like, I, I often think of the brain as a puppy dog, you know, if you have a dog and you want to train it to be like a world-class, whatever, you don't beat the thing all the time. You don't, you know, hit it with a newspaper and have it cower in the corner 90% of the time and then give it a, a stroke every once in a while. You give it strokes 90, 90, 95% of the time, and then a little correction here and there. So the brain is like a little puppy dog and it really does thrive on, on you loving it more than correcting it, 
shaming it. Shame and blame are big in our culture. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can, I can relate to that a hundred percent and shoot, I guess it's only been a few weeks now, but I came to you Mm -hmm. about a month or so ago when we had first met and I was just one, I was intrigued about what you did in general, because I've been on this journey learning about the nervous system and, you know, the brain and our bodies and how powerful and uh, wonderful they are and so much we can tap into. And so when you and I had first met, we were talking about certain things with what's going on with me personally, certain parts of my personality, whether it be things like quick to anger or just not believing in myself as much as I feel like I should, you know, there is some, like you said, there, there was some shame and and blame and things like that going on. And for people listening in, you know, I love what I do. I love talking to people like you. I love helping people out. I coach a lot of people, but at the same time too, I'm on my own journey and there's things in my past that I cling to, that I hold on to stories. I tell myself that at one point were serving me, but when we become adults, when we get into quote unquote, the real world of adulthood, those things, those coping mechanisms, things we used to do to protect us when we were children, no longer serve us anymore. And so when you and I started talking about your services, I knew nothing about this. Even you have mentioned Dr. Joe Dispenza a couple of times. I knew nothing about healing. And this was a month, month and a half ago. I knew nothing about, I used to be Buddhist, so I understood consciousness, but not at the level that you understand it and that has been taught to us through people like Joe Dispenza and things like that. So I sought out your services. Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. that, that I had come to you and um, met you at your house. And we uh, did a few exercises to get down into my subconscious. And what you did was incredible because I do believe that if we can get out of our thinking brain and get down into the subconscious and rewrite the script, because the script that we all have is just the script we made up. Yes. And it it doesn't even have to make sense. It doesn't even have to be reality. I think Mm -hmm. I heard something... Uh, recently saying that our past memories are only 50% of of the truth. And Mm -hmm. they always say two sides to every story. So we're, we're taking the side of our story that either empowered us or got us through that time or has disempowered us. And it's an obstacle in our way to be our true selves, to reach our full potential. And I think I was at your place for maybe an hour, an hour and a half or so. And we dug deep into my subconscious, went into memories that my subconscious brought up. I didn't even have to, well, I wasn't even thinking at that point. It was just, you were guiding me through it. We were bringing up stories from my childhood, working through them. And these stories have held me back as far as personal insecurities. Um, And like you said, the subconscious, is 99 to 95% of what we do day in and day out, but we're not even aware of it because it's our subconscious. And most of our daily habits, most of the things we do, how we interact with people, how we react to situations, it's all pre-programmed in us. So I think 
you being able to get somebody very quickly and easily down into their subconscious and then work with that and changing that wiring so that moving forward, that person is able to live essentially a brand new life. And you can do it so quickly because I I didn't actually, for those listening, there was a video I put together and I ended up not sending it to you, but there's, there's certain things that I do, like whether I'm like upset, I'll write an email, but I won't send it. Mm. And for this, I started doing the opposite. So I put together a video. You, you have not seen it. Um, but I was just, I was so grateful for what you were able to do with me in such a short amount of time. I felt like the few days after our, our first session, I just felt like I had a, a whole new lease on life. Mm, beautiful. That's I so was, exciting. I just it, love that. It it was incredible. And, you know, asked me a month ago, two months ago about energy healing or tapping into someone's subconscious, things like that. I'd be like, you're, you're crazy. You're crazy. No, this, this doesn't make sense. This isn't what I'm used to. And all these stories I would carry around with me of just not feeling adequate or not feeling like I deserve to be loved, like truly deep down in my core, um, that I don't, I'm not worthy of love. All of those scripts that I had for myself, you rewrote immediately. And now I'm in the process of really solidifying those new empowering stories because most of it that we tell ourselves isn't even the truth. It was just a perception or a way to protect ourselves at the time when we were of an age where our, our brains weren't even fully developed. We didn't, we just put meaning to something and it just, it worked at the time. And what I thought was so cool about the process is you guided me to thank that inner child. You know, you see the movies where someone's talking to the, their, their self as a child and they're just like, I forgive you. Like you were only doing what, what, what you could at the time. And by thanking my, my inner self, I was able to love a part of me that has just been, I wouldn't say dormant, but has, has been covered with body armor, so to speak, like a shell mm. and to release that. And I, I, I experienced that the release of my inner self. And it was so freeing and so loving to just do something for yourself and just love on yourself because for me personally, I can't truly love other people if I don't love myself. And there was not a lot of self-love going on. And so I, and you, you were able to tap into that immediately and very effectively. And just what you were able to do was just absolutely incredible. Thank you so much. I just love the feedback. That's so great. Well, that's why I do what I do. Cause I, I love seeing what people can transform in a quick period of time. And it's different for everybody. It's fun for me because it's not, it, there's commonalities. There's, there's definitely common denominators, but it's different for different people. I mean, some people are, and, and what was interesting, I worked with somebody the other day and, you know, he, he came from a, you know, war torn area and thought that, I don't, I actually, I don't know exactly, but he's like, well, I should have gone back to this and I should have gone back to that. And it's like, well, no, the subconscious actually knows where to go. And the subconscious had created a story because of X, Y, Z, which is 
everybody's story. You know, if we're fighting against something, there's something in the subconscious that's not being heard, not being addressed, not being, you know, it's that, it's that inner child, it's that puppy dog. And, um, what you resist persists. And I always say it's like God knocking at the door and, you know, at first it's a knock and then it's, really a tough wrap. And then the door blows down. And next thing you know, the house blows down. So it's really good to get these messages before your house blows down. <laughs> in fact, I'm listening to this book now. Um, and this is really interesting. It's called the war of art, not the art of war, but the war of art. And it has to do with how we all have this. Actually, this is up your alley, Ace. You got to read this book. Um, but it's about how we all have this mission in our lives. And, and, you know, if it's to, if you love taking care of children, you know, your mission is to be a mom or a teacher. If your mission is to write, you write a symphony, da, 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 da. And a lot of people who get diagnosed with cancer, um, apparently I haven't researched this, but this is according to this author, uh, they often drop their life and go do whatever their heart's desire is. And they're, Friends think they're crazy and whatever, whatever, but you know, they're on borrowed time, so they don't care. And they go and they're happier than they've ever been. And the cancer goes away. <laughs> so it's just really interesting, this interconnection between our, our bodies and our minds and our souls and our spirits. And it's like, truly, if we're in flow, if we're honoring what we're here to do, we're happier beings. And, and what's also really interesting is because you look at the whole sort of world economic experience and when people arrive at feeling great about themselves, um, connected, uh, whole, loved, loving, they don't want to take from others. They want to give as much as humanly possible. So that's a really interesting dynamic. So we're all better off by helping others become whole. Um, because when people are whole and they're creative and they're doing, they want to be of service to others. It's kind of a natural, wouldn't you say? Oh, I would agree a hundred percent with that. It's crazy because this past weekend I just did the Tony Robbins wealth mastery class or class event, immersion event. And I'm also at the same time reading a book called love money, money loves you. And both of them, you know, Tony Robbins is great at, at what Joe Dispenza calls the virtual reality world. You know, the, the real world, so to speak, that we all experience, whereas Joe Dispenza is more of a, a quantum field, co you know, consciousness uh, type uh, type of realm that that he works in. And this book came recommended uh, from a previous guest that I had on this show. And as I start reading it, it's a book on making money and being wealthy, but it comes from a consciousness standpoint. And so I'm just about a third of the way through the book so far, and it hasn't mentioned nothing about how, you know, do this strategy or do that strategy. It's take the time to figure out how you want the world to be different, how you want society to be different, and just start by spending a half an hour a day, five minutes a day, a couple times a week, doing something that you enjoy that is related to whatever change you want to see in society. And so it's not saying start putting together a business plan, start doing this, start doing that. What it's saying is start putting in the habit of your life of doing something that just is passionate 
for you, that brings you joy and happiness that you actually, and if you know you're on the right path, you're looking forward to doing this every day. You're looking forward to spending the half hour. It could be anything. It, they said, you know, it could be watching a television show. It could be writing. It could be reading. It could be a project. But the way that they're approaching it is exactly what you had said with these, these people that are diagnosed with cancer and getting healed from it because they're just living a joyful life. They're like, you know what? Like you said, I'm on borrowed time. Screw it. I'm finally going to do what I've always wanted to do. It sucks that it's taken this to make me do it, but they do it. And then miraculously, they get healed. They don't have to go through chemo or radiation or surgeries or anything that Western medicine says, hey, you need to do it this way. Because from personal experience, my mom went through breast cancer and she was for three years. She was chopped up. She was throwing up sick from chemo session after chemo session after radiation. And what happened? She got progressively worse. So the last three years of her life, she just got cut up, multiple surgeries, sick all the time, lying around all the time, no quality of life whatsoever. I would rather have had her live three months of living life fully rather than go down the road that she had gone down and so from a personal experience, it's really inspiring to hear about people who have gone through this, given the same news, but decided to take a different path where they're just living life and unknowingly they're tapping into a part of themselves that's able to heal itself. Like we talked about Joe Dispenza, like energy healing, things like that. I would have told you, you were absolutely bat crazy that people can be healed by energy but i'm speaking from only personal experience what i saw at the dispensa event and what i've been reading since then and and uh interacting with people like yourself and seeking your services and there's so many other great tools and methods and people out there that are doing things like this but it has completely opened up my mind and changed my perspective completely on just how to live life, how to heal, how to experience life. It, it just opened up a whole new floodgate for me. Well, the cool thing about what Dr. Joe is doing is he is letting science speak for itself, um, which is wonderful. Um, he's measuring blood levels and brainwave levels and um, documenting actual cases that had severe advanced whatever, and then they get imaged down the road and that has now changed. Um, and, uh, uh, it's pretty exciting when he's measuring brainwave states that are 50 standard deviations from normal, hundred standard deviations, 300, 400. I mean, that's just cuckoo for cocoa puffs, how much, um, uh, energy and coherence is in that person's brain. And when that's correlated to, massive improvements in their health and well-being that's very exciting and you only you've been to one event i've been to five these stories are not unusual um you will run into multiple people at each event who had something crazy happening and what's also nice is that he's working on getting it so that it's um more um you know he, he wants to get it to 51 percent reliability so that he can give it away 
Isn't that great? You know, he's not yeah. looking to make trillions of dollars and, and be the next big, whatever he's, he wants to have children in hospitals be healed. Yeah, exactly. I, I just love his message, his, his work. Um, I recently rewatched the heal documentary on Amazon prime about how he healed his own spine after a bike accident that he was involved in instead of getting plates and screws and all that installed in his back. He literally healed his own back in a matter of weeks. That's Just one of my favorite stories. So yeah, he was a, um, a leading sports chiropractor in Laguna beach. Um, he was also a black belt and got hit by a car during the bicycle stage of a triathlon, uh, fractured every lumbar vertebra. And the only medical way to treat that was to put in Harrington rods. And he didn't want that because he knew that that meant a lifetime of immobility and pain. So after sweating it out in a hospital bed for four days, because that's how much time he had to make the decision, he said, no, thank you. And uh, with the help of his buddies, a swimming pool, um, not allowing himself a single negative thought, eating only the, the cleanest foods, he did rehab himself in a very short amount of time and was back to work in a few months, I believe. Um, but that's, I, I tell that story to people all the time because it's so inspiring and, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunately when things like this happens, it just kind of doesn't hit the radar in the medical community. Um, it, it, it just like drops off. I had a, a stage four throat cancer patient years ago. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm allowed to, you know, we don't treat cancer, uh, but if somebody comes to us with cancer and wants to know how to get healthy, thank God that's legal. (laughs) So he asked me, what would you do if you were me? And I said, well, the people, and I knew nothing at that time. Now, so many people have gone through this and done very well. Um, it's a lot of personal choices with this. I'm not saying one is right and one is wrong. Um, but I, if it were me, I would definitely investigate, um, what else might be going on there and be very careful about what I did with my body that might interfere with my immune system. Um, so he, uh, I said, well, the people that I've seen survive the best do organic vegetable juicing for a series of weeks. Um, and I also did muscle testing at the time. And I said, the anger and resentment that you're holding on to let it go yesterday. And he did exactly what I said. And, and which is rare because <laughs> usually people run off to, you know, whoever, and you know, they've got the code and the stuff on the walls and they do whatever. Um, he did exactly what I said. And, uh, he did go through four rounds of chemo. He was supposed to do 14. He refused the other 10 because he was, it wasn't looking good. And I, I didn't think he was going to survive the 14 rounds. Unfortunately he didn't either. Um, and he was cancer free in five weeks. That's incredible. And, um, they never even bothered to ask him what he did. No way. Yeah, way. So they did agree to the interview because it was interviewed on a, on a TV show, which I have, uh, on, on recording. Um, it was a show called Varia and, uh, that was the outlet and, uh, it was called the incurables. And I stayed in touch with the producer for several years. And about five years later, I had called him up and I said, how's it going? And he says, oh yeah, we're not even doing shows on cancer anymore. There's so many people who are figuring out ways to, to heal it. So that was his perspective. Um, well, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, like somebody who does an alternative method, as, and when I say alternative, 
just meaning they don't do chemo and radiation and surgery. Somebody that heals themselves through alternative routes or alternative me uh, methods of healing, according to the medical community, they aren't cured of cancer. Is that correct? Well, this is, well, um, they might declare you cured of cancer or they won't say they won't the c word is a very dangerous word you can't use the c word okay um they might say you don't have cancer they might say it was a misdiagnosis um and so this also varies from state to state and jurisdiction to jurisdiction um there was a lawsuit in um uh california i believe it was either the fire chief or the uh chief of police his daughter had cancer and was treated with standard medicine four years old. Um, it, it put her through absolute hell. And at, towards the end, he said, well, when is she going to be cured? And the hospital said, well, we're not curing her. There's no cure for this. And he's like, well, why am I putting her through this if there's no cure for this? And they said, because medically we have nothing else we can do except treat her. Um, so at that point, he started going outside of the box and found a doctor in Texas named Brzezinski and took her there. And my understanding is, is the cancer was healed. Um, unfortunately, she passed away from the side effects of all the treatments she had gotten. So that was adjudicated in, I believe, San Francisco um, and unfortunately lost. So again, that creates more precedent that it's harder to seek alternative um, care other than drug surgery. Um, so it's, it's very difficult for people that want to get healthy. Uh, and they're instructed that there are limited alternatives when perhaps there are more. Yeah. I think one of the things that I've run into in, in my journey is yeah, finding alternative methods, alternative ways. It's really easy to find a medical doctor. You know, that's, what I grew up with, go, if you're feeling sick, go to the doctor, go to the ER, what have you, and, th and then they'll just do their thing there. But if you want to seek alternative methods, personally, for me, I've found it a lot more difficult to, uh, to find people that, that are healing people in alternative methods. It's, it's very difficult because legally the doctors are, are so at risk. It's, it's really, really, uh, and since 2020, it got exponentially worse, um, which is just, I think, a shame. There's, you know, people say they want to be free. Well, freedom means people doing what they do best, you know, and not living under horrible restriction and, and risk of, of, you know, being sued to the moon and back. And um, it's it's definitely a challenging environment. So the best thing, I mean, everybody knows this, that, you know, you want to just stay as healthy as humanly possible, <laughs> mind, body, and spirit, um, do what you can to not have to make these horrible decisions. Exactly. If you had to give the audience one or two things that they can do themselves to start living a healthier life, a better life, are, are there any like things that people can just take? And start implementing well, immediately. Well, in the food department, I'm a big fan of, you know, locally grown organic food. Um, the food supply is getting more and more challenging. Uh, uh, factory farmed stuff is really much more inflammatory, um, much less healthy. Uh, it would be great if you can know where your food comes, know who's growing it, how it's 
getting to you um, and go that way. Um, if you if you pick up a label on something and you can't recognize what the ingredients are, don't put it in your body. <laughs> yep. um, you know, it should be simple, simple and wholesome. Um, and then what comes out of your mouth is as important as what goes in it. So, you know, what you, what you say to yourself, to other people, uh, to God, the world, that's all important. Um, I'm a huge fan of the prayer of Honopono. Um, if you're struggling with something, um, I use this a lot. It's, uh, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And the power of gratitude and forgiveness are immense. Uh, they come up all the time. Um, if you can be grateful, um, the energy of gratitude and, and forgiveness are, are huge. And it's all, as Joe says, it's all about frequency. If you if your frequency is incompatible with dis-ease, then, uh, then you will not likely experience dis-ease or at least significantly less. I mean, I, I guess karma could play a role somewhere in the, in there, but I, it's not like I have all the answers, but, and I love, again, what you're doing superhero by design. It's, it's all about taking the tools that are available and, and however that is, I mean, you can go on a million podcasts, do not fill your mind up with junk. That would be number one, turn off mainstream media, <laughs> yep. anything that is, is there to scare you, disempower you you know, turn it off and go. And that's not saying don't be realistic about what's going on in the world, because I think that is important too. I think there's real heroes on that level that are aware that have all the background, all the knowledge to speak with authority. Um, and they have their own missions there. And, and, and I'm not saying be Pollyanna and disassociate from reality. Um, but the more you are living in empowerment, um, gratitude, appreciation, love, um, the more you can authentically vibrate those frequencies, the, the, the more you grab more, more comes to you. That's good. I had to learn all these lessons too. I mean, I, I, boy, did I have to learn these lessons? I, I really, really had to learn these lessons. <laughs> you know, you start to realize that if the, if the same thing's happening in your life over and over again, it's probably not the outside world. It's probably you. That's right. You know, I'm a big Tony Robbins guy. Mm -hmm. Me too. I've done a lot of, I was in a Tony Robbins ad a couple of years ago. I got, I got texts from friends in California, Terry, you're in a Tony Robbins ad. It went viral as seen by like 600,000 people in the first uh, day. And it's, it's about half a second. So don't blink or you're going to miss my star. <laughs> well, you, you interviewed Tony at, at one point in your career, right? Uh, I didn't interview him. I invited him to come speak to my class at UCLA and he did, which was very, very, very exciting. That's awesome. I'm not even sure he would remember <laughs> it. It was so many years ago. I, I don't think he had ever spoken at a, a major university at that point in his career. He certainly hadn't been advisor to multiple U.S. presidents. Um, but hello, Tony, if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely hope hope he is. And I, I had mentioned just doing uh, Wealth Mastery this past weekend, and he brought a guy on, um, Master Co. Yes. And, and phenom we did a meditation with him. It was phenomenal. Uh, one of the things I want to mention is Tony is really big on affirmations and incantations and really rewiring your nervous system. I've been doing those things for a long time. But one thing that uh, Master Cove had said is he, he, he used this analogy. He's like, big fish eats small fish. 
And what he was saying was, you could do all the incantations or affirmations in the world. Like, you know, I am an unstoppable force of nature, as Tony will say. And he's like, but if that's a small fish and you have this negative story, these negative narratives that you have been using, and those are just completely cemented in your brain, that fish is going to eat the incantations all day long. He's like, you go around beating your chest, saying these affirmations, but it doesn't seem to work. And what he was getting at was, you need to get all this junk out. Maybe not all of it, but you need to start getting this junk out of your head, dismantling these these neural connections that are so strong. And what I love about seeing you and the work that you do is you are dismantling these negative beliefs, these disempowering beliefs, these stories that people tell themselves of why they can't do this. And most of the time, like we said, in the subconscious, you're not even aware of these stories, most of them, um, or they might come up here and there, but you just brush them off and you think, what's wrong with me? Why am I not living the life I've, I want to live? There's a big disconnect. And so when he had told me that, get the junk out and now you have this space to fill good stuff in. And that's what happened in our session. We worked on getting this junk out and then let's start filling this space with good empowering stories, the tr really the truth. Um, I am so glad you're talking about this. And I did not know Master Co said that. I, I know Master he did. Co. Yes, he did. We he was like, he, he almost dissed Tony for a second. I was like, oh man, he, he's telling people that I'm doing incantations and they ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so boy, that brings up so many things and, and it's, it's, it's 10,000% true. And I would say that's why most people don't succeed with that kind of stuff. The reason Tony, I think does is cause he's so, um, glued to the state. Um, I think when, again, as Joe Dispenza talks about it, it goes back to Hebe's law, um, which was formulated and put out in, um, 1949, I believe. Uh, by Donald Hebe and basically neurons that fire together, wire together. And if it's with a strong emotion and a clear picture, a clear intention, that's when you get the best um, sticking power. <laughs> yep. So the thing that Tony is so good at is he gets people into that incredible state um, and firing and wiring these things. But it's really, really hard to get there if you're exhausted and beating yourself up. I would say a lot of people can't. Or, or don't do that. So yes, by, by going into the subconscious and finding out where that big, what that big fish is feeding on, <laughs> removing its food source and giving it to the little fish, then, you know, the little fish becomes the big fish. I just made that up here on the spot. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I used to, I used to know Master Co. In fact, I mean, we, we used to study from the same teacher. So in Los Angeles for three years, I was, uh, studying with Master Co under Master Choa. Um, so it was really a surprise when I turned on the television one day and there was, or the, I, not the television, but my, my internet connection. And there was Master Co speaking for Tony Robbins. It's like, whoa, <laughs> that was so cool to see because Master Choa has since passed away and um, passed the mantle on to Master Co. That's, as I get to know you better, that's one of the things I love so much about you is you have taken so many things over the years and you're constantly learning, constantly growing, taking just different things from different 
people and essentially assembling a toolbox where you know you use one tool for one person like before we got on the show uh you had worked with a personal friend of mine yesterday and my experience and what i've spoken to with him with his experience were completely different because one were two pe- two totally different people coming from two different upbringings and angles and what you used with me didn't necessarily work with him and you had to essentially pivot so to speak and correct my words if i'm not saying the right words but you had to use different tools with him because not every tool is going to work with the same person and if somebody in your field is using the same tool over and over and modern day psychologists not no knock on them but a lot of them have very limited tools that they use because my friend who went to you has seen psychologists and he has told me that his psychologist said hey I don't have the right. Thankfully, he said this. He didn't just say, come back next week, come back next week. But his psychologist was like, hey, this is beyond my skill capabilities. Like, I don't know how to help you, but let's try to figure out somebody that can help you. And you did it on the spot because you didn't meet this guy before. There was no like preemptive, like, okay, here's my strategy. I'm going to use this because of this. Like, you we're working with him and things just weren't clicking for whatever reason. And you're like, all right, time to time to go from this angle. And like you said, you will keep on your client and keep on them until you figure out a way to, to have them get a breakthrough and and move forward with their healing. Yeah. I have to say from studying so many different angles, you know, for so many different years. And, and I, I, again, I don't feel, I can't give myself credit for this. I just, God gave me intense curiosity. And, um, you know, it, it, first it was guided to acupuncture and energy work and homeopathy and nutritional medicine. And, and then when I started to realize that command central was between our ears and running to 90 to 95% of the show, then I was like, okay, I got to know how this works. So um, it, and I, I, I'm just grateful as all get out that, um, I, I often like to say we stand on the shoulders of giants because if we were born hundred years ago, how much opportunity would there be to explore and understand this stuff like zero? <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, maybe it was there uh, maybe it's been there through time immemorial. Um, uh, if you read the greatest secret, which is a book I love by Rhonda Byrne, uh, a lot of these, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, but thank you. Yes. I, I love finding out what's going on with that person and it's different and it's the same. It's so crazy how many similarities there are among human beings and then the differences. So it, it is not one size fits all because working with you and working with your friend was a very, very different experience. Um, very, very different experience. And some people do just need you to be like really laser beam. Basically don't let them wiggle out of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, It's like, okay, this is what's here. We're going to deal with it. And you know, you, you committed to this. Um, I only work with people that have an eight, nine or 10 commitment to change and an eight, nine or 10 need to change. And the reason for that is the brain doesn't like to change. 
the brain likes what's familiar. It's that reptilian portion of the brain. And even if what's familiar is horrible, it will default to that. When it's stressed out, it's going to go back to the, the anxious, the unworthy, the whatever, 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 because it thinks it's safe. And it won't make that transition until it can see, again, it's holding a hot poker. It's kind of also like Dorothy in The, in the Wizard of Oz pulling the curtain back. It's like once the brain can see, oh, it's not real, you know, it's big, scary things that's on a screen and, and they aren't really real. It's kind of like looking for the monster underneath the bed. It's like once you, the scariest part is like, oh, my God, what if it's under there? <laughs> um, so, yes, they're all different. And having a, a significant toolbox to address the different issues is is very helpful. Yeah. So for those of you who are listening right now, Dr. Tara, who should be seeking out your services right now? So again, eight, nine or 10 need to change eight, nine or 10 commitment to change, uh, because you do need, uh, I don't need you to know the answer. Um, most people that come to me don't know the answer. They're either, you know, they could be having panic attacks. They could be, um, not sleeping well. Um, I worked with a gal that hadn't slept well for seven years. She had been through standard sleep therapy and she's like, you know, it was crazy. We didn't even talk about sleep in your sessions. And, you know, we just dealt with what was coming up for her. And that's what I do. It's like, what is coming up for you? That's the thing that's, you know, needs dealing with. <laughs> um, and it doesn't matter whether it's anxiety, um, stress, numbness, whatever, 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 whatever it is, is what, is pushing and, and needs that, that brain Aikido response. So who, who, anybody that's struggling with um, something that they're, you know, an invisible wall, an invisible barrier. Um, I get a lot of people with anger. Um, people are feeling anxious, uh, exhausted, nervous exhaustion. Um, what are other ones I guess? Addiction issues. Um, but if, if you're, mind, body, and spirit is moving in a direction that just doesn't feel like you're firing on all cylinders and you're really committed to firing on all cylinders, then those are good people for me. Usually my people are fairly high achievers. They um, have done well in some area of their life and there's some area that is lacking and they're like, you know, I'm better than this. This, Why is this still bothering me? I should have figured this out by now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, those of you who are listening, if you want to know more information about Dr. Tara Perry. Check out her Instagram at Dr. Tara Perry. She has tons of videos on YouTube. So check her out on YouTube at Dr. Tara Grace Perry. And then she also does have a podcast, Dr. Tara Perry. What's the best and quickest or easiest way for people to get a hold of you directly? Great question. Um, you could either reach out to me on Instagram. Um, you can go to my website, consultterra.com. Um, that'll take you to a little form to fill out and set up an appointment to talk to me. Um, I do like to have a conversation with everybody before I work with them um, so that I can make sure it's a good fit and answer their questions. Um, so consultterra.com. Nashville Healer will also get you to my website.com. Um, so those are quick, easy ways. And then you can, you know, just reach out to me on Instagram as well. That's amazing. And I believe it's on your website as well, but you do have testimonials from previous clients or current clients that you have worked with. And I just found those incredibly powerful because you, when you hear other people's stories, you tend to see yourself in mm. them. and 
there's nothing like a, like hearing somebody else's story and what they've been through, what they've struggled with and the breakthroughs that they have made. So uh, one of the things I did when I was doing research for you was just checking out some of the testimonials that you had had. And I could just see just different parts of me within those people. And I think it's so powerful to, to do that just because it just, even for me, it just felt like some of the things I was working through and dealing with these stories were never going to leave me. I'm a high achiever. I do a lot of amazing things and I just love helping people. I get so much, so much uh, happiness and, and joy out of being able to do podcasts like this and writing and, and all of those other things that I just love to do. But at the same time, I felt like these inner demons, I couldn't change. No matter what I did, no matter how many cold showers or cold uh, ice baths that I've taken or how many miles I run uh, on trails or how heavy I lift in the gym or all of the accomplishments that I've done, those are great. And those definitely made me go down a path that, that genuinely makes me happier. But there was still this baggage that I was carrying. And I just, I was like, man, I'm doing all these amazing things, but I, there's still certain things that I have not been able, there's certain big fish that I have not been able to, uh, to take care of. And I was, you know, for a few months, I was kind of at my wits end with certain things that I was struggling with. And, you know, by God's grace, I met you. You were one of the first people I met at the Dispenza uh, event. And just in the short time we've worked together, you have just taken obstacles out of my path to allow me to really grow and change uh, completely. And so I just want to say thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. Um, I, am, I am again so glad you have brought that point up again. It's that big fish issue. And if the big fish is in the subconscious mind, how the heck do you get to it? There's a great interview on my, um, my channel uh, with Sarah. And, you know, she went through trauma as a toddler. And it's like, she says, I did all the seminars. I did all of this. I did all the meditations. I did it. How are you supposed to fix the problem if you don't know what it is? <laughs> And in the sessions that we did, she was able to see, oh, that's what's there. And then when we rewired it, she's like, I'm free of that for the rest of my life. And, and people have also asked me, like, you know, how long does the effect last? And it's like, well, if you had an old pair of shoes that was too tight and had rips and holes in it, you know, would you go back to wearing them again? Heck no. You're more happy in the comfortable new suit shoes that you have. Those other ones get tossed away forever. Exactly. And it's a lot simpler than people might think, just like I was able to heal myself from carpal tunnel just by thinking about what's stressing me out. Like, it's so important for people to understand that it might be something that is completely obvious to you. But if you don't have someone like yourself helping these people, guiding them through it, because at the end of the day, you're just facilitating the things that people People have to do the work themselves, but I'm just a tour guide. Exactly. And you have the right tools and you know how to direct them properly. Yeah. And that's why I, I, I think I you also willing to take the steps. That's all you have to be. And sometimes resistance gets so strong that um, just getting them to stay conscious and take the steps is, you know, it's work, but it's not, it's not. 
I always say it's not brain surgery, but it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> without, without knives and, uh, and all those yeah, other things. It's non-invasive brain surgery. Um, you know, because, and, and again, people say, you know, I, well, can I be hypnotized? Well, you already are hypnotized. The problem is, is you fired and wired that big fish that's eating your, all your small fish that you hope are growing. Um, but until that big fish gets rewired so that it's not there anymore, eating the little fish and the little fish get a chance to grow, you know, that's kind of the name of the game. That's right. That's right. So once again, for everybody listening, Dr. Tara Perry, check her out on Instagram at Dr. Tara Perry, YouTube at Dr. Tara Grace Perry, and check out her podcast where she talks a lot about these stories. She gets people on her podcast that uh, she has worked through, that she has helped. And it's just the work she does is is absolutely incredible. And I can say personally that she does nothing short of miracles. So Dr. Perry, thank you once again for coming on the show. Um, I love working with you personally, but I'm just so happy that you're able to share your story and the th amazing things that you do with my audience. Thank you, Ace. I'm delighted to be here. Um, this is a great conversation, and I love that the world is becoming more aware of this kind of stuff. I am too. I think I think there's something that's really happening because I don't think people can continue going down the path that we've gone down the past few decades or shoot hundred plus years um, and not getting the results that people need and that people really deserve. Yeah, it's really limiting human potential and it's it's destructive. I couldn't agree with you more. So <laughs> thank you again for coming on. For those of you who are listening, thank you for checking out my podcast, Superhero by Design. Go to my website, superherobydesign.com. I've also got a book aptly named Superhero by Design. So definitely check that out on Amazon. Once again, I really appreciate the time that everybody takes to listen to me talk, to meet amazing people like Dr. Perry. You could be spending your time doing anything, but you choose to be here with me and my amazing guests. So I just appreciate your time. I know it's the scarcest resource that we all have. So once again, I am just super appreciative. And remember, with great power, there must also come great responsibility. Peace out.